Good to see you again on this beautiful day. I want you to turn with me in your Bibles if you have it with you. If you have your Bible, your iPhone, your iPad, your um, uh, your scroll, your computer, whatever you have the word, I want you to turn to Psalms, the first, cha- first chapter and the first six verses. I want to read for your consideration. It's so good to have my good friend Ed Bass, which is a member, a recent member of Cedar Grove, and he's such a help to us, and I thank God for him. Uh, yesterday we was having lunch, and I said, Ed, I'm preaching down at uh, First Christian. So you want to go with me? Absolutely. And this morning he was, he's right here, and I want to thank God for him, him and his beautiful family. Psalms 1, 1 through 6 says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the, in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law does he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he, he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chafe which is which is which the wind driveth away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor the sinners in the congregation of the righteousness of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. And for the next two or three hours, I want to. What time the Redskins play today? I I, I, I hope you record it. Maybe if you, Amen. <laughs> For the next few minutes, I want to talk to you about be careful, be careful where you walk, where you stand, and where you sit. Be careful. Interesting enough, this first chapter, this book of Psalms, open not with a celebration or an edification, but rather a stern warning. It seems to suggest that the path being established that run through the entire 150 books of Psalms, let us know that walking, sitting, or standing in the wrong place long enough, you will become the product of the environment in which you stand. I tell my children, or I used to tell my children as they were coming up, show me your friends and I will show you who you are. So we become who we stand, walk, and sit with. If you walk or sit in the wrong place long enough, you'll end up bogged down, um, uh, bedded down, and weighted down in the wrong place for a long time. For a long time. These postures are the smallest of the element of our lives. Yet they're given such stern attention Uh, By the author, walking, it says, in the counsel of the ungodly, standing in the way of sinners, sitting in the seat of the scornful, sitting in the seat of the scornful. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, says the psalm. Blessed. Uh, Before we talk about uh, walking, 
Let's deal with the term blessed. Blessed. The Hebrew term blessed is parazi, meaning crushed. There are times that God has to crush you in order to bless you. Oh, I heard somebody say amen back there. Say, will you say it again for me? Amen. Amen. There are times in life God has to crush you in order to bless you. In order for an olive, in order for olive to be productive, be productive, be valuable, it must be crushed in order to get its contents called oil. In order for the grape uh, to produce wine, it has to be crushed. There are times that in order for God to bless us, he needs to crush us in order to get out of us what we have in us. I am so glad that I'm not the way I used to be. Aren't you glad? I'm glad that God has, has, has squares me enough to get out of me something that he can use that one day when I stand before him and receive my crowns, he's going to say, you did a good job. As a matter of fact, his word is going to be, well done, thy good and thy faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. Now make you ruler over many. Blessed is a man that walketh not in the council are under the authority of those that make ungodly decisions. Counsel means someone having authority over you. We can ill afford to just to, to, to allow just anyone to minister to our minds. We can ill afford, and I'm going to reiterate that, we can ill afford to have just anyone to minister to our minds. I don't want anyone that celebrate Wiccan, if you will, to be in charge of teaching my youth. I want someone that knows the power of the Lord, knows the love of God, to be in charge of or be in counsel of those in authority of the youth. Our youth is, 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 must be protected from those that mean them harm. They cannot stand or sit under the counsel of the ungodly. This is why in 2018 that the church is the most important house in the community. Now, I know the church used to have real authority in the community, but somehow we gave up that authority. But we, we must become the most important house in the community because our school system is, has broken down or as a matter of fact has failed. Our, our government has failed. Everything around is failing. There must be something, a place where you can run for rescue, and it has to be the church. He said, upon this, church, upon this rock I'll build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So if the gates of hell is not prevailing against it, we ought to have a place by which we can run and by which we can have cover. One should, allow those, should not allow those that harbor hatred, uh, uh, vindictiveness, or unnatural behavior, Rule over our life. Blessed is he that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. One must always be careful where they walk. One must always be careful. Walking through tall grass, you know, you can pick up anything. Snakes hiding in tall grass. Amen. Uh, uh, ticks can get on you and vermin holes are in, in grass and, and dogs calling cards are in grass. So, one need to be careful where they walk. I used to tell my children, 
they will hop out the car and go run off across the yard. And I say, be careful. Be careful where you walk because you get that stuff on your feet. You got to get back in my car. Amen. We have to be careful where we walk. We have to be careful where. If you walk, stand, and sit in the right place, God will find favor in your life. And by now you're saying favor. That's one of the most least prayed for things in the world is favor. What is favor? Well, I'm glad you asked. Favor is the stuff that you get where you don't deserve to have the stuff that you got. And you can write that one down and say you heard it here first. Favor is the stuff that you get when you don't deserve the stuff that you got. I don't know if any of you remember years ago at the at the men and boys shop, that was a fellow named Jack that used to own men and boys. Anybody, yeah, yeah, Jack. You you go in and buy a suit from Jack and and, and, and Jack would say to you, Well, well, I, I tell you what, I'm I'm gonna give you this I'm gonna give you these socks. Take these socks and we'll stick it in the jacket pocket. And, 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 and Jack would match up a tie and say, this tie cost back then was $5, and that was a whole lot of money. He said, this tie cost $5, I'm going to let you have it for a dollar and a half. You know, that was favor that Jack gave. Amen. That was favor. And, and my sisters and my brothers, God give us stuff that we don't deserve to have in spite of who we are. If you walk there again and stand in, 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 in the right place, God will find favor. The greatest majority of our trouble come when we operate in areas that we know that we, we should not be in because it vexes our spirit. Have you ever been someplace where you were there, but you just knew you ought not have been? Or you were there and, and, and somebody said to you, why are you here? And you knew that you had not, you had no business being there. I remember, oh, when our kids finally left home, my, Vanessa and I decided, well, Thanksgiving, we all used to have a big gathering. My, uh, my in-laws had passed and um, my parents had passed by then. And so we didn't have uh, that gathering that we used to. And, and the kids grew up and we said that, tell you what, we're going to, we're not going to stay here this Thanksgiving. We're going to. We're gonna go away. And I think we went up to we ended up going to going up to um, Atlantic City. We didn't gamble. Just went for it. We just we just hung out there. And 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 during you know, we, we were there and thought we was enjoying ourselves and 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 but it just something didn't feel right. It would just just didn't feel right. And we, we ate at this this same restaurant because we, they had delicious food, and we had the same servant. And so on, on Thanksgiving morning, this servant, she had a southern dialect. She said, uh, and she had asked him, where are y'all from? She said, and we said, well, we're from Virginia. Uh, and, she, and she went on to say on Thanksgiving morning we was there. She said, you mind if I ask you something? I said, well, go right ahead. She said, why are you here? And I said, that's a pretty good question. No, why am I here? We were at some place, but we just felt out of place because we were so accustomed to being surrounded by family. When we find ourselves walking in the wrong place, questions always arise. Questions such as, why are you here? But here are some of the answers that we give. I ain't bothering nobody. I'm just here. Questions come up. What are you doing? Answering, well, I'm a big boy. 
I can quit any time I want to. Questions. Why? What are you doing? Well, I'm just doing me. I ain't doing no harm to nobody except me. But my sisters and my brothers, you have to come to the conclusion that when you're walking around in the wrong place, you'll find yourself eventually standing. And this is the second part. Once you feel comfortable in walking in an atmosphere with, the, with that crowd, uh, uh, with that kind of doing, that it becomes so much easier to stand. You'll be walking and walking and walking, and you'll see this stuff, and after a while, you just quit walking and start looking. Amen. Y'all don't do that down here? <laughs> up in, let, let me see, up in Nelson County, where, where stuff, they walk, they walk by, and they walk by, and they see things, and then stop, and they stand. To stand in the way of sinners and having ungodly conversations, even if you don't participate, you are there just standing in the way of sinners. Standing there with no real direction or no, no real purpose. Standing there, listening to all kinds of stuff. Standing there, looking at things that you ought not look at. Standing there, thinking things that you should not think. Standing there, forgetting who you are. Standing there, forgetting whose you are. Standing there, losing what you have and your favor and the socks and the necktie that Jack gave you. Amen. Standing there, uh, uh, standing in the way of the ungodly. When you stand in the wrong place, one starts justifying one's position. I, again, I ain't hurt nobody but me. I'm, I just do me. Just a little bit, never hurt anybody. Everybody does it, so why not me? But I'm just standing here. I'm not doing anything to harm anybody. One can only walk and stand for so long. After a while, the third position, it says walking and standing long, long enough will make you weary and tired. And the next thing you know, you're sitting. Amen? You're sitting. The, in, in, in the world of business, a sitting position is a position of compromise or a position of negotiation. When you sit, this is why they said, come on in and sit down. This is when you start to negotiate. As a matter of fact, in the mob world, it's called having a sit down. Y'all heard that before on TV. This is when you sit down and start to, 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 to negotiate. Sin always make you comfortable before it lowers the boom on you. Sin always make you comfortable before it lowers the boom on you. This is why when, they, when, when, when I'm, when I'm in, in counseling or conversation with young folk and they say, well, I'm just doing a little weed, that's, that's, everybody does weed. But everybody, nobody starts off with, 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 with crack or, or, or with cocaine. Everybody starts off with a low grade. And as a matter of fact, our statistics support me on this, that everybody starts off with a cigarette. From the cigarette to, to, to weed, from weed to something else. So we never start off on the deep end of sin. We never start off sitting in sin. But rather we start off walking, standing, and then we end up sitting down. Once you're sitting in the seat of the scornful, uh, one whole world changes. Scornful in the Hebrew, uh, the Hebrew term for scornful is lutz, meaning that one who marked the things of God. Lutz. Anybody that, whatever God say, 
if you're scornful, you'll go against what he's saying. Um, um, uh, once you become lutz, you become uh, contempt, become your best friend. Hatred become your, 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 your partner in crime. Uh, uh, judging become your way of life. Dishonesty become your sidekick and your confidant once you sit in the seats of the scornful. They want you to do what they do. They want you to love who they love. They want you to love what they love. Hate what you hate, what they hate. Read what they read. Eat what they eat. Drink what they drink. Worship what they worship. Uh, uh, they'll take uh, they, they, they take you out. They take you out of your blessing if you find yourself sitting in the council of the scornful. Amen. Now, I, I've given you the danger, but there's always a reward. God never the the the, the spirit never the grace never lead us where God cannot keep us. A sermon that doesn't have a way out is not a sermon. It's a box. If I tell you all the wrong, for this, wrong that you're doing and the wrong that we're doing and leave you there, I've just boxed you in. It's called the OK Corral. Just box you right in. But a sermon of grace always have an exit. The verse 2 says, but the delight in the law of the Lord and he that and his law do it meditate day and night. And three says, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Go back to verse 2. It says that uh, 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 meditate day and night. Meditation. Meditate in the Hebrew is siha. Siha, meaning rehearse in your mind over and over. When you read God's word in the morning, you should walk away meditating on his word. You should rehearse it over and over and over. If you stand true for God, you may stand alone, but you will stand true like a tree that's planted by the rivers of water, if you meditate on his word. A tree that's planted close to the water system, roots go everywhere. I remember when I, when I lived in Nelson, we had a tree that was planted close to our well. And, and, and I, I decided to cut the tree down because it was leaning toward, toward the yard. And I told my daddy, I said, I'm going to cut the tree down. And once I cut it down, I'm going to take this root and take this stump out of here. He said, well, go ahead, son. So I cut the tree down, cut it up for firewood. Uh, later on, I decided to take the stump out, so I got me a pick, and I started digging around, <laughs> digging around that stump. And, and I dug, and Daddy came by and said, what you doing, son? I said, I'm just, just getting ready to get this stump out. He said, well, go, go, ahead, go right ahead. I dug, and I dug, got my pick up, and hooked the chain to it, and go snatch that stump up, and took off and pulled the bumper off my truck. Daddy came back, came back by and said, what you doing, son? I said, I'm, I'm going to get this stump here. He said, well, you probably won't. He said, let me tell you. He said, this, this stump is not just here. He said, the roots of it has, has gone toward the water. And it's, 
has wrapped itself around other things. And it has imposed itself on everything around it. Well, truth of the matter is, I left there 33 years ago. And that stomp right now is still there. It's still there. What are you saying? I am saying that, that if you stand for God, your root system will run from generations to generations. I am I am living now partially on the prayers of my of my parents and my grandparents. You are living as a result of the roots that have that your parents and your grandparents planted back yonder. A tree he shall he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Please be aware that your life that 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 the way you avoid walking, standing, and sitting. You must first and, 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 and always know that salvation is possible. And you must further know that you may very well be the only thing or the first thing to present salvation to the lives of others. So your roots must run. You can't just stand and walk and sit anywhere and expect to be able to influence people. I had a person, as a matter of, well, a few years ago, uh, uh, you, you will find him in the bar every, anywhere. And so finally he was confronted and, and, and by the church, and he said, well, I'm in the bar. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to get people to come to church. I thought it was a strange, strange answer, a strange place to find, find somebody. Amen. But you cannot, you cannot live your life any kind of way and expect to influence others to come to the Lord. There was this church in Boston, um, large progressive church, filled full with people where politicians would show up and make speeches and where, where, where people of, of authority was there. This college kid from a local school there decided to come worship that Sunday morning and Everybody's there was dressed with a tie and suit and drove large cars and they were somebody's in the community, bankers and lawyers and doctors and chief Indian chiefs and they were just they were just somebody. And so this kid, tall, lanky, red haired kid came in there with jeans with holes in them, had on a T shirt, flip flops, and when he opened the door, the ushers and the preachers was preacher was standing there. And when he opened the door, the usher looked up at the pastor as, as to say, where in the world should we put him? And the church was full of people. And so this fellow, on his own, bypassed the ushers and walked on down, came down and, and kept walking. He walked by all the pews and walked by the trustees and walked by the deacons. And he came up front and sat right here. And I crossed his legs and was looking up at the pulpit. Nobody was willing to say anything. That old deacon was sitting in the back. And he got up and had his cane. And he was making his way slowly to the front. And you could hear the people thinking, say, oh, yeah, he's going to take care of him. He's going to run him away from up there, going to put him out. And as he made his way, they were saying, you can't blame him. You can't blame him. Look at that kid. He was made his way up and 
with his cane. You could hear his cane clanging and clanging. And, and so finally, he got up there where that boy was, and people was there with bated breath waiting for him to say, son, you got to get out of here. And the old man laid his cane down and, and sit down right beside him, put his arms around him. The minister was standing there, and he said, well, I'm just about to dismiss, because what I'll say this morning, you won't remember it, any of it, but what you just saw is ministry personified. Somebody living their life out front. My sisters and my brothers, it might be somebody that doesn't look like us in your presence. It might be somebody that doesn't act like you, don't smell like you. But you have to somehow show Christ through your walking, through your standing, and through your sitting. God bless you.